0: And I tell you what, there ain't nobody bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's just start this shit. Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Tall Podcast. I am the Tall Rider, and I am the only host here, right? No guests, um, no guests on this podcast for now. Right, It's just me going solo on March 20th, 2022. There is a full moon out tonight and uh, yesterday as well. And the day after that, I think the full moon goes on for a few days, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm an idiot. And, uh, you know, this is the the podcast, basically. Just me talking about the birds and the sky and the whatever, right? So, yeah, bright, bright full moon out this weekend. And uh, not a lot of weird occurrences, right? Okay, but uh, just, you know, there's something in the air, right? And I don't know if that's because you know that it's the full moon or it's because it actually has an effect, right? Because like there's water in your brain, there's water in your skull, right? And the, uh, and the moon affects that somehow, all right? So let's dive a bit deeper into this topic, right? Because I just want to find out what the deal is, right? Because there were a few questions about the full moon during the weekend, right? One is, is that, uh, you know, the tides, the high tide and the low tide, right? And uh, and we were just thinking, right? And I got really confused, right? Because for some reason, I used to think that uh, the tide changes when the moon is full, right? And while that might be true, right? But the tide also changes every morning and evening, right? So... The tide changes like that. So, you know what? Let's see. <clears throat> let's see here. How the moon affects high tide. All right? And we'll get to the bottom of this, right? And this is going to be one of those very rare podcasts where you actually get to learn something. All right? Um, okay. Okay, let's see here. Uh, we're going straight to S... C.I. Jinx, Psi Jinx, what? Okay, well, all right, what causes tide? The short answer, high and low tides are caused by the moon. The moon's gravitational pull generates something called the tidal force. That should be, that should be, that should be a good band name, tidal force. Yeah, some kind of a hard rock band or, you know, that's a cool ass name. All right, the tidal force, causes earth and its water to bulge out (laughs) ladies (laughs) on the side closest to the moon on the side furthest from the moon the bulges of water are high tides but so how does it happen every single day high tides and low tides are caused by the moon right that was the same thing as the earth rotates your region of earth passes through both of these bulges each day oh shit oh my god okay when you're in one of the bulges you experience a high tide when you're not in one of the bulges you experience a low tide the cycle of two high tides and two low tides occurs most days on most of the coastlines of the world oh wow okay and there's like this cool animation <laughs> um, alright but how about full moon um, let's see The moon always wants to bulge out towards the moon. Okay. Okay. This explains the first high tide of the day. But what about the second one? The ocean also bulges out on the side of the earth opposite of the moon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but that's weird. Alright, yeah, okay, okay. Does anything else affect the tides? The sun causes tides just like the moon although they are somewhat smaller. When the Earth, Moon, and Sun line up... Alright, so listen to this. So this is when you can't see the Moon, basically, right? Where When it's... Uh, oh, it, this is when it's uh, the solar eclipse, right? When the Earth, Moon, and Sun line up. So it goes like Earth, then Moon, and then the Sun, right? Um, the lunar and solar tides reinforce each other, leading to more extreme tides, called spring tides. Okay? There is a new moon, or a full moon, about every two weeks. So that's how often we see large spring tides. <clears throat> well, you know, I want to I say that I understand some of this. But, uh, but it's still weird. When the gravitation pull of the sun and the moon are combined, you get more extreme high and low tides. Okay, this explains high and low tides that happen about every two weeks. There we go. There we go. Um, okay, so like every full moon and every uh, new moon, there is um, there are like extra high tides. Okay, so that's uh, so that explains something. Okay, so that explains something. So there is like a, 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 a high tide and a low tide two times a day, and there's also one during every full moon and every new moon all right so this this is the tall podcast everybody where you actually get to learn something once in a while okay once in a while um another thing that i found that was really cool was uh concerning the ukraine you know the war in ukraine and uh their president zelensky right and he was addressing um he was addressing like several uh, leaders, right in several countries. And uh, what was really interesting is uh, is just the way that uh, you know marketing and persuasion and uh, you know, and even copywriting I think is is used in like every single uh, in every single uh, 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 you know, I don't know area, right? even when, a president, right, is addressing a certain country. Um, they are using certain, you know, persuasive tactics in the way that they speak. All right, and this in this case, right, and I think this is cool as hell, by the way, right. The um, uh, President Zelensky was talking to the uh, German Bundestag, and when he was talking, you know, when he was addressing them, um, he he said literally. Uh, what the hell did he say? He said, Mr. Bundeskanzler, Schultz, right? Uh, what the hell did he say? He said, like, uh, bring down the wall, right? And this is immediately recognized by every single German, uh, you know, because he literally used Reagan's words, right? When he, when Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, bring down that wall. And, uh, you know, I'm obviously talking about the, 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 the Iron Curtain right between East and West uh, Germany, right? So it instantly resonates with the entire audience of Germany, right? And the, the, the Bundeskanzler and uh, and everyone there, right? And then he had a second uh, address to uh, the, the US Congress, right? And he, you know, and he basically said that Ukraine is, you know, every single day Ukraine is experiencing... What Americans were experiencing during uh, 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 during September the 11th, okay, and then it you know it immediately resonated with uh, with the U.S. crowd, right? Because that is something that uh, that they uh, you know that that is something very close to home. And then once again, when he talked to Great Britain, you know, to to when he addressed uh, the Parliament of Great Britain, uh, he literally borrowed. You know, uh, uh, the 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 quote from Churchill, when uh, when he said that we will fight, you know, in the uh, in the in the sea, in the air, and we will fight for our land, uh, no matter the price, you know, in the forests, in the fields, in the shores, and on the streets, right? It, that those were like, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but those were, you know, the words of Winston Churchill, and that was just so accurate, right, and you can really, like, get this kind of lesson about, you know, you need to know your audience, and the audience that you're speaking to, and, uh, I don't know who is writing, you know, these, um, these speeches for, for Zelensky, or if he's doing it himself, but, uh, they're doing a really good job, right, he has a good PR team, I think, uh, you know, somewhere in a, in a, in a bunker in, uh, in Kiev, but, um, but yeah just uh you know it just goes to show you that you know these persuasive uh ways of of, of speaking right and and uh of uh, of writing are just in every single facet of uh of the human experience right you experience that w- wherever right on tv on the internet you know from a president it's like all over the place and uh it, it it you know i think in this case it is used to uh to a uh great effectiveness right i think it's uh it's super effective here. So that was uh, that was something that you know I also caught while watching. Uh, you know the news, everybody, the news. Uh, so yeah, so really cool, right? And when you're in the industry for, you know, for for uh, for over five years, like these things just just jump out immediately, right? And you just kind of can see, you know, a bit behind the curtain of uh, of how things like that are just created, right? So it's actually really interesting, right? And uh, hopefully, I'll have. Uh, I'm kind of working on a project based on, uh, you know, these kinds of explanations. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so hopefully that, that comes to fruition, right? And I'll have something to show. Uh, and I think it's going to be really cool and really interesting. The only problem is that, you know, it's like you know what to do, so why don't you do it? I'm like in this, uh, you know, in this in this mode right now. So hopefully by uh, the, the beginning of uh, next week, I'll, I'll get on it right because it's just like okay well i'll, I'll do it later you know uh, i don't have time right now or you know i don't i just don't know what exactly to do it seems so big so you just gotta start small you know and uh yeah oh god yeah that was uh that was cool uh another thing that i wanted to talk about that i was thinking was uh you know it, say if you committed some kind of horrible crime and you got the death sentence. What would be your last meal? And uh, and just you know, if you're now just wondering, you know, what could it be, uh, let me just uh, give you some good examples um, because some of the guys who got the uh, the death sentence, you know it, it's pretty insane, all right. So I'll go through a few of them, right? A few honorable mentions, a few, uh, you know, crazy, you know, fucking guys, all right. So let's see. So there's Stephen Wood, right, who was executed in 2011 for the murder of a young couple, and even after many appeals and being backed by some popular nonprofits, you know, he still got the death the, the death sentence, and his last meal, okay get this let's see here Uh, i'm just googling how much is uh in weight uh for all those uh who are listening to me not from the u.s so two pounds of bacon all right which is uh 900 grams of bacon uh, a large four meat pizza four fried chicken breasts two drinks each of mountain dew pepsi root beer and sweet tea, two pints of ice cream, five chicken fried steaks, which I don't know how is that different from fried chicken breasts, but okay, two hamburgers with bacon, fries, and a dozen garlic bread sticks with marinara on the side. Uh, Can you, I mean, what the fuck? I can't imagine like how could you, you know, eat such a large meal when you know that, you know, literally you're gonna be dead. You know, after the meal, you know that it, it's literally your last meal, and you're going to be dead tomorrow or in a few hours after the meal, right? It's just nuts, right? I mean, I would be, I would be shitting myself, right? And it, you know, you really got to be, I think, a bit crazy, right, to to allow yourself to enjoy such a big meal, uh, you know, when you're on your way to 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 to, to visit Mr. God, uh, you know, up there. I mean, it's really nuts, man. Just like and I mean, oh, but maybe, maybe, maybe he didn't do it, right? And he just wanted to, you know, fuck, you know, I didn't do it and, uh, might as well enjoy my last meal. And, you know, it's, what's crazy is that they actually, that they actually make it, right? All right. So let's go to another one. Marion Albert Pruet. He was executed or she, yeah, he was executed in 1999, right before the 2000, the new millennium. Um... So he killed Bobby Gene Robertson, a convenience store clerk in Fort Smith, Fort Smith, Arkansas, and four other people. Why would they, why would they, why did they single out the convenience store clerk and then just said four other people? All right, so his last meal was a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza, four Burger King Whoppers, french fries, fried eggplant, fried squash, fried okra a whole pecan pie, and three 2-liter Pepsi bottles. Remarkably, he originally considered ordering a roast duck. What the fuck? I mean, that's just so much food. Alright, so let's go to another one. Dennis Bagwell. Oh, it's like Bagwell from uh, from Prison Break, right? Teddy? Theodore Bagwell? Hell yeah. Alright, executed in 2005. Bagwell invaded the Texas home of Ronald Boone who returned home to find the bodies of his wife, his daughter, Jesus Christ, and his granddaughters. Oh my lord. <sighs> McBee and Tassie had been beaten, strangled, necks broken, and uh well, it's pretty gruesome. Shunned the head, skull was crushed. Jesus. Alright, last meal. Steak, fried chicken, barbecue, ribs, fries, onion rings, bacon, a dozen scrambled eggs with onions fried taters with onion sliced tomatoes a salad with ranch dressing well a man of taste two hamburgers with everything peach pie milk and coffee and iced tea with real sugar jesus i mean these are just like these are straight up american these are straight up american i want to see the 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 crazy the crazy ones all right let's see john wayne gacy there we go this is the guy. The assault, murder, and rape of 33 young boys, 26 of whom he kept buried in his backyard. Yeah. He's most famous for dressing up as a clown, solidifying many people's existing fears. Yeah, here we go. So his last meal was fried shrimp, a bucket of KFC original recipe chicken, fries, and a pound of strawberries. Jesus, man. Uh, yeah. That is uh, that is something. Uh, I'm just going through these because most of these are just like, you know. All right, let's see here. Ted Bundy. All right. So he kidnapped, raped, and murdered numerous young women and girls in the 1970s, and possibly earlier before his execution. He confessed to 30 homicides and he that he committed in seven states. All right. So last meal. He refused the last meal. So he was given the usual Florida death row meal of steak, eggs, hash browns, toast with butter, jelly juice, coffee, and milk. Okay. All right, here we go, Timothy McVeigh, uh, a domestic terrorist who carried out the uh, 1995 Oklahoma City bombing that killed 168 people and injured more than 680. Um, So his last meal was two pints of mint chocolate chip ice cream man, you know, I like chip, I like, I like mint chocolate chip ice cream, and I remember when I was starting working out, you know, going to the gym, bro, you gotta lift heavy, man, so I remember when I was, you know, going to the gym and doing all that stuff, Um, I ordered the whey protein, right, the the protein powder, and I, you know, like, it. <laughs> I would bring the, uh, you know, the shaker and everything, right, you have the powder ready, you know, I would uh, pour the water in and, you know, shake the bottle like I'm, you know, a bartender at some bar, you know, in but I'm in the locker room, right, with some naked old guys around me, so, and I got the, uh, I got the mint chocolate chip flavored whey protein, and let me tell you, I got this, like, huge bucket of, of the stuff, right, and it was just, you know, I just continued drinking it, and by the end of the, of the, of the huge, you know, bucket, I, I just couldn't, you know, I just ruined the taste for myself. I just ruined the taste of mint chocolate chip for myself, right? Just because of that, t- uh, you know, of that flavor of mint chocolate chip. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that I, I can enjoy the ice cream now. But uh, it just brings back these memories of just chugging down, you know, that, that, you know, that shaking up powder that is just, you know, who the fuck knows what's, what's really in it. But anyway, yeah, Timothy McVeigh obviously didn't do that, didn't go through this. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, John Martin scripts. Um, he was dubbed the tourist from hell by, by British tabloids. Jesus, okay. He went on a spree murdering three tourists uh, in Thailand, with another three unconfirmed victims. And he got pizza and hot chocolate. All right. Well, that was uh, that was interesting. But uh, you know, I really wanted famous last meals. Here we go. Oh my God! And this website. Oh my God! This is such a cool website. Such old school. Uh, it's it's called famouslastmeals.com. Oh man. Alright, let's see, uh, let's see here, The okay, so this is Welma Barfield, executed via lethal in- injection in 1984, so she had cheese doodles and Coca-Cola and a can of Coke, man, that's classy, oh man, that is so classy, it's like sitting watching a movie, you know, and cheese doodles are like those corn puffy chips that you get, you know, like uh, uh, like Cheetos. Man, That just that is just such a classy meal. You're literally like sitting, watching a movie, you know, just enjoying a can of Coke with your cheese doodles. Props to that, to, to, to this lady. All right, Teresa Lewis. Um, all right, so what's on the menu for Teresa? Two fried chicken breasts, buttered peas, German chocolate cake, and Dr. Pepper. Oh, my God, another woman of taste another woman of taste here um, I think she's a woman yeah her husband yeah so she's a woman oh my god oh my god everything in this meal is perfect dr. pepper is like the god tier of, uh, of soft drinks two fried chicken breasts I mean you can't go wrong with that buttered peas just goes perfect with it and German chocolate cake just to, oh my god this is a this is really good. I'm getting hungry, uh, everybody. All right, Gary Heidnik. Uh, convicted in 1998 for some murders. Executed via lethal injection in 1999. All right, two slices of cheese pizza and two cups of coffee. Man, if he's not from New York, I don't know. That is just such a... that That's also just such a cool-ass last meal. I mean, you know, you really need to think hard if you wanna have a famous last meal because the bar is set really high with these. All right, we have another Timothy McVeigh, the two pints of mint chocolate, oh God. Carla Faye Tucker, another classy lady. Oh my God, yeah, all right. I think, you know, I think that once you're on death row, you really have a lot of time to really elaborately think out your last meal. And I think this is what she did exactly. Um, All right, so she murdered two people And uh, she got executed in 1999. So on the menu was a garden salad with ranch dressing, a banana, and a peach. Just, you know, a really wacky combo there. Mark Dean Schwab. uh, Kidnapping, sexual assault, and murder, of course. Uh, Menu, bacon, sausage, fried eggs, hash browns, buttered toast, and chocolate milk. Oh my God. Enjoying all of that. You know, all of that meat and everything with chocolate milk is just, again, really nuts. All right, let's see. Ricky Ray Rector. Now that is a name. Now that is a name, everybody. Ricky Ray Rector. Holy. Holy moly. Let's see. All right. Um, Convicted, 1982. Two murders again. Sentenced to death. Execute lethal injection, 1992. Um, all right, menu: steak, fried chicken, cherry Kool-Aid, and pecan pie. Where the hell are the really crazy ones? What? I remember there was. All right, let's see. Okay, one cup of coffee for Aileen Warnos. Um. Let's see here. Wouldn't be. You know, it would be really crazy if you could actually oh my god, imagine opening up a restaurant where they serve last meals. Oh my god, that is a startup idea that you cannot you cannot you know, if someone listening wants to buy this from me because this has been recorded now and this is officially my idea. Uh, you know, and it is uh the twentieth of March two thousand twenty two. You know what? Let me Google it. Let me Google it restaurant that serves last meals. Oh my god, and you name every item on the menu as the name of the person. Uh hey, let me have a Charles piece. And it's just bacon and eggs. I mean, how perfect is that? All right, let's have a uh, uh 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 let's see here. We already saw this one. Oh my god, let me get let me get a Victor Fegware and it's just one olive man let me get the welma barfield and it's the uh, the cheese doodles with coca cola oh my god this is this is this is genius this would be a really cool idea i don't get i don't care what you think let me get a martha beck which is fried chicken fried potatoes and a salad i mean that's just a typical meal and you know the idea just takes it so much further right and you get to Oh my God! And you get the whole story of uh, of that uh, of that last meal, right? And you get her story. How how incredible would that be? How incredible would that be, man? Just literally, this is you know. I'm really not high or anything, but this is just really. You know, I'm I'm proud of myself. Can you tell? <laughs> Can you tell that I'm proud? Um, all right, let's let's continue man. I, you know and if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, uh, you know send me send me a message, send me an email, send me whatever, right It's you can reach me at lymanaus at the and just email me what your last meal would be. And uh, if someone actually does that, then we'll go through it on the next podcast and uh, you know just to get some ideas for the new restaurant that I'll be opening. Um, you know it's gonna be called the last meal and uh, yeah let's see let's go on man this is really interesting this is now really getting me hyped with the uh, restaurant idea here Marion Albert Pruet okay we already went to that Philip Workman uh, Philip Workman's last meal request is one of the most bizarre yada yada uh, executed yeah <sighs> Okay, so he, he asked the prison to give a large vegetarian pizza to a homeless person in Nashville, declining his own meal. Though the prison refused, many other people across the Tennessee fulfilled his wish and brought hundreds of pizzas to homeless shelters on his execution day. Man, and you got a vegan... You know, you have a vegetarian pizza on the menu and you have this story on the menu and it's just, you know, it's just, you know, it's just so much better. Um, Let's see, Joseph... Mitchell Parsons. Um, three Burger King Whoppers. Okay, well, you obviously can do that on the restaurant. Two large orders of fries, a chocolate shake, chocolate chip ice cream, and a pra- and a pack of grape grape hubba-bubba bubblegum. He requested to share the meal with his brother and cousin. Oh, man, that's so cool. Thomas Thomas Grasso. Here we go again with another great one. He He ordered a hefty menu. Two dozen steamed mussels, two dozen steamed clams, half a dozen barbecued spare ribs, a Burger King double cheeseburger, two strawberry milkshakes, half a pumpkin pie with whipped cream, and diced strawberries. Man, that's a full meal if I ever saw one. James Edward Smith. Here we go. We're going crazy now. Um, inmate James Edward Smith asked for a pile of dirt. The prison denied his request, and he ended up settling on a cup of yogurt. (laughs) Holy moly. Um, All right, so let's see what Hitler ate. Though not a last meal request, as Hitler was not captured alive, we thought you might like to know what his final meal was. All right. Uh, so 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 he ate some sort of pasta, spaghetti, or lasagna with a light sauce before he and his new wife, Eva Brown, took their cyanide pills. Whew, that that is heavy. Um, All right, Barton, in 1958, Barton K. Kirkman asked for his last meal to be pizzas and ice cream because you get cheese, meat, and everything else in one meal. Not so much fuss. All right, well, he was a simple guy. Um, Dobie Gills Williams asked for a sugar rush of ice cream and 12 chocolate bars. Okay, Jesus. Um, Yeah, we got the one olive. Gerald Lee Mitchell, he asked for an assorted bag of Jolly Rancher's candy. Man, yeah, just last, the last sweet taste, you know, before you leave. Man, this is just so interesting. I don't care. I mean, look, he was executed. This guy, Bruno Richard Hauptmann in 1936. So he got celery, olives, a salmon salad, corn fritters, sliced cheese, a fruit salad, and a slice of cake. Served with coffee and milk. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, let's see, inmate Ronnie Lee Gardner, um, a steak, lobster tail, apple pie with manila ice cream, and a 7-up. He also asked for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which he watched while reading Divine Justice over a 48-hour fast before his execution. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, all right, well, these were really cool, man. These were These were incredible um so yeah and the restaurant idea stays with me all right so don't get, don't get any ideas so uh, yeah so i'll talk to you on wednesday and i'll tell you how the uh, restaurant menu is coming along and uh hopefully read some of your uh preferred last meals if you ever get in the situation all right and i'll think about one for myself right because i can't roll it off off the top of my tongue tongue here right because i didn't prepare for any of this this is all improvised spontaneously on the spot as you're listening to it all right And I'll do the same on Wednesday and then again on Sunday and then again until, I don't know, something happens. But hopefully nothing will. And I'll see you on Wednesday and just, you know, take it one podcast at a time. All right. So see ya.